0: Real talent's expensive. So I just went to another country and I just got great talent there at their prices, right? So she's an executive there. And it turns out, no surprise, all the best talent isn't in the UK and the US. It's all over the world. And it sounds so obvious. So this this is why I started the company. I had all this free time. My friends were shocked that I was able to do this. And I said to them, say, hey, can I just find you someone like this?
1: Welcome. To the Business Mastermind podcast with business strategist, speaker, and author Gavin Preston. Tap into this meeting of minds between everyday business people on their journey to master business growth. Join them as they share strategies, insights, and shortcuts to help you survive and thrive in business and life as you scale your business and achieve a bigger impact. Hey, Gavin here. You love the audio format because you listen to podcasts. I'm a massive fan of learning through audio courses and books. What I particularly like about Knowable is that courses are short form, like a podcast, and expert led like an audiobook, with courses on leadership from the commander of the international space station and on startups from the co-founder of Reddit. Grab yourself 20% off with coupon code Gavin in capital letters, G A V I N, which brings the price down to just over $3 a month. It's a no brainer. Download the knowable app or visit knowable.fyi. Use code Gavin to get 20% off. Hi, Gavin here. Welcome back to the business mastermind podcast. I hope this week is treating you Well, Today, we're talking to Matthew Yeis. Uh, Matthew uh, is the CEO of an e-commerce company in the weddings and gift space, and you can guess uh, what a challenging environment that's been in the last 12 months. And so he actually set up a brand new business called Extend Your Team. He's the CEO and founder of Extend Your Team, and that brings C-suite level capability, senior exec level capability at $18 to $20 an hour by tapping into the real talent um, in the Philippines. And they have an interesting model that they extend your team, hire the teams out of uh, high-level senior execs out of the Philippines and then provide them as a service, a full-time service dedicated to your business. It's a really interesting model, and and um, it's enabled many businesses to get hold of really highly capable people that are hired over and above the skill that you may necessarily need, but for the fraction of the price that you would expect uh, to pay for that level of resource if you were hiring locally in the UK, the US, or Canada, or wherever. So straight into my uh, interview with Matthew Yehs, CEO and founder of Extend Your Team. Hey, Gavin here. Welcome back to the Business Mastermind Podcast. Today, I'm speaking to Matthew Yeis. Now, Matthew is a serial entrepreneur. He's the CEO and founder of Extend Your Team. He's also the CEO of an e-commerce business in Wedding and Gifts, and we'll find out more about that as we talk. Today, we're going to be talking about Matthew's um, entrepreneurial journey, the highs and the lows, the ups and the downs of that, but also about how he's helping entrepreneurs like you and I get access to talent real highly capable sort of talent from larger corporates um, through his um, new uh, startup which is growing rapidly um, through through the, the last 12 months called extend your team so Matthew welcome to the business mastermind podcast thanks Gavin great to be here a uh, real privilege to have you here so let's let's just jump back in time to your earlier sort of business uh Uh, experiences, you know, I speak to you now, you're in Lake Tahoe, but actually spent a lot of your earlier time living out of San Francisco. So you've kind of had... tech in your life for a long time then you moved into the kind of digital nomad space and 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 created a life where you could travel and run your business from your laptop which is uh, the the achievement of a few but the goal i'm sure of many more so yeah share some of your background what you know where you come from and what you've done today in business and then we'll jump into hearing more about you know how you took the created opportunity out of chaos with your new business extend your team
0: yeah, so I think my entrepreneurial journey started started like so many other people. For me, it was two thousand eight in the the downturn, the global economy when it crashed. Uh, I was part of a layoff, and right. you know it really was the first time I had gotten laid off. And yeah, I was obviously very dis- I was very upset, and it just never happened to me. I'd always survived, and I actually got laid off not for any other reason than someone didn't like me. It was a very senior person. He just. Didn't think I fit in for whatever reason yeah. to the company. And, but what that really taught me, and this was a piece of advice, is that you can love a, a piece of advice I got. You can love a company, but it can't love you back. Mm-hmm. If it's not yours, it's not yours. A company's going to do what it's going to do. Mm-hmm. And from there, I started a, a career of contracting where I contracted, which then led
1: me to. And what was start, your skill set? What was your background?
0: Uh, I was in a con- technology and management consultant.
1: Yeah, yep. Yeah.
0: And so I went from you know, I literally went from my company to working for my client directly. Yep. And this was really important because the guy I was working for at my client was a very, very like top three executive in the restaurant business. And my client at the time was a Chicago 2016 Olympic bid. Right. And so we were going for the Olympics. He said, Come work for me. You know, we lost the Olympic bid. Ironically, I went back to my company that let me that laid me off at three times the rate because I was a contractor now. Yay, yay for me! And uh, you know, it's great, but then he, then you know, at some point, he he gives me the guy gives me a call, my former boss, and he says, Hey, I'm gonna start a restaurant business. Why don't you start it with me? And I need someone to get stuff done. And I was 34 at the time, guy who's senior. And, and an industry says, hey, start a you know, business with me. Even if you don't know the industry, I'm like, what do I know? He said, you'll figure it out. Okay. So I started a restaurant company. And that's actually what brought me to San Francisco. Not technology.
1: New restaurant, so right.
0: I, you know, through that, I ended up, uh, I spent four years. We, we grew it to, I think it was 14 locations in six states before I left. Wow. Before we took in some money, other people took over. Yeah. And then I spent yeah. some time just saying, what the heck do I want to do with my life? Right. Yeah. I just spent four years in the restaurant business, never wanted to be in the restaurant business. If you're a restaurant entrepreneur, you're crazy. I don't know how you guys do it. I, it's it, it, it's very difficult. Yeah. And then at some point I decided, uh, my wife said to me that I was unemployable by anybody. <laughs> she's well, my now wife. And she's like, why don't you go do something on the internet? You like selling, uh, like I was selling some stuff on eBay, importing from China. And that was really the beginning of my digital entrepreneur journey. And through this, I acquired a three-site e-commerce portfolio, fully okay. remote. So this is 2016. Everything was remote. Uh, the team at the time was onshore. And I started to learn what the internet was. And its I thought I understood the internet. And look, Gavin, you use Google, right? Yep, yep. You have any idea how it really works as a business?
1: No, just like I, right. I can flick a light switch but I don't really know how electricity works.
0: Right, but I thought I knew how the lighting company worked. Uh, and okay. So, <laughs> so uh, I spent a whole bunch of money, took out some loans. Uh, and what I realized is I thought I was smarter than I really was. And I spent the past couple of years, you know, I would say uh, paying tuition uh, about here's how the internet works. Here's how business works. And you know, it's your own dime now, so it's just a very different situation. Sure. No venture capital money.
1: Yep. Yep. So that, that so what were your biggest lessons on that journey then? So you, you, you bought these um yeah. this a portfolio of um three e-commerce businesses. Is this still in the, yep. the, the wedding and the wedding gift space? Yep. Yep, business you still have now, yeah.
0: Yeah. So my learnings were one, I mean, as I said, I wasn't as smart as I thought I was. I jumped into the deep end of the pool. Mm-hmm. and yeah you know, how to swim
1: right? yeah. so
0: I didn't know nearly as much as I thought about business and the internet yeah and that was a little eye-opening because I went to graduate school I got my MBA I'd started a company it was you know we had taken a bunch of cash but I didn't realize what I didn't know about business yeah, yeah. things are very different in my opinion when you're spending your own capital yeah right? that's for sure you do a marketing program it, you you blow 20 grand on it it doesn't work that's 20,000 less in your bank account yeah. Right? Different feeling. The other thing that I learned is I love operations. I love tinkering. I I just I just love that stuff. But that's not what creates value in a business. And that was a very hard lesson for me to learn. Yeah. Right. I was you know working fourteen hour days. This is going to make a difference. And you know my tinkering and my optimizing. That's what's going to cause a business to grow. Uh, The answer is no at least in my experience. And that was a very hard lesson to learn as well.
1: So what did you find that does create value in the business?
0: I mean, marketing, positioning, unique selling propositions. Yeah. Right. All the stuff that I was not focused on. Yeah. I was fortunate in that, you know, I had a, a team member who was helping me with this stuff, but the truth is we both should have been focused on it. Someone else should have been running operations. And while I grew the business over four years, uh, you know, 30% 30 from, I think it was like 3.2 to 5% or maybe 40%, right? Something like that. But while I grew the business that much, um, it probably would have tripled had we both been rowing in the same direction on marketing and growth and and strategy. And, you know, someone else was running the day-to-day. Yeah. And it was a critical learning for me that I think it held me back. I mean, I, I definitely don't think I would I would have been much more successful.
1: So you th- th- your co producer. <laughs> yeah my co-producer <laughs> just walked into the room yeah sorry about that um this
0: is so, working from home gavin this, this is right.
1: the reality of working from home anybody listening um, my my little three-year-old just walked into the room and he uh handed me a, a lolly i don't know what you guys call it you know a candy stick or whatever you guys call it he said i dropped yep. uh, a lollipop he says i dropped it and it's dirty so he's just brought that to me <laughs> right in the middle of a recording god <laughs> I, love him dad that, gavin that's important to know it's important to know it's <laughs> yeah. important to know Absolutely. Um, so, you'd have grown it more if you'd been both focused at, uh, on on the marketing, the USP, yeah, basically driving market position, but driving sales.
0: Yeah, I mean, but, you know, look, when you're making so, I think the fallacy that I had, and this is just, I had to learn my lesson, is that I was like, oh, it's making millions of dollars a year. You know, there is someone who's you know more oriented towards that. I can do what I like, right? Yep and sure that's okay but the truth is yes i could squeeze more money out of the business make it more efficient but th- that's not the goal and yes it'll increase the bottom line cuz right it's not just about growth it's about profit growth but at the end of the day what create you know you also need to really focus on the marketing to grow the top line and then yeah. ideally if you're doing it right the bottom line will follow and i just i just didn't appreciate that as much as i do now where now for my next business um, I still have the e-commerce business, but for that, for my for my outsourcing business, I'm solely focused on marketing. I've delegated operations to operators. And you know, I say, here's what I want done, go do it. Here's your timeline. Go execute. And I sit and have conversations like this. I do sales calls right now for the time being. I talk to people about marketing initiatives. I think about I just have me time for reading. So I can think about strategy. Heck, I go snowboarding like this afternoon. I'm going to go snowboarding.
1: Right. Phenomenal. That's, Love it.
0: Right. Clear my head. And yeah. those activities are what, and in, in in, it's my belief, of course you have to have basic operations. I mean, that's not what I'm saying, but those activities, it's in my belief, are going to make me more successful and make me have a bigger business with more ease than if I'm sitting here grinding it out. Because by nature, I ground it out my whole life. I'm a grinder. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I know myself.
1: Hey, Gavin here. You love the audio format because you listen to podcast. I'm a massive fan of learning through audio courses and books. What I particularly like about Knowable is that courses are short form, like a podcast, and expert-led, like an audiobook, with courses on leadership from the commander of the international space station and on startups from the co-founder of reddit grab yourself 20 percent off with coupon code gavin in capital letters g-a-v-i-n which brings the price down to just over three dollars a month it's a no brainer download the knowable app or visit knowable.fyi use code gavin to get 20 percent off so um your your e-commerce business is in the in the wedding industry so that's that's taken a hit over the last 12 months. There's not a lot of people being put it on weddings for obvious reasons.
0: Yeah. So, uh, yes, e-commerce is a great place to be, Gavin, except if you're in weddings. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. guess what's that? I mean, who, yeah. when I bought it, when I bought the business. So it's interesting. Like, you talk about business learnings. So, you know, uh, I bought the business it was post-2008. I looked at the numbers in 2008. It did not go down whatsoever say hey this is recession Inter- proof Re- Re- recession proof right you know what it's not pandemic proof.
1: it's not pandemic <laughs> proof everybody so, wants to get married until the are the car get married well until it's illegal Till it's legal right? to get married yeah I, until it's legal yeah, to have a so, gathering yeah like
0: my, my business is wedding favors i have one of the larger sites on the internet for the united states and imagine you know usually my I'm selling, you know, 175 units per person because they're per sale because they're giving it out to somebody, right? They have yep, 75, yep. 100 guests. Well, if you do a Zoom wedding, there's zero, right? And so okay. it's it was at at the worst point. I'll never forget this. It was 95 percent down year over year. This was like late March, right? Wow. And there's not there's nothing you can do, right? Because we didn't know what was going on. Uh, besides like pulling my hair out, which I don't have, uh, the I had to figure out how to restructure the business, right? I moved everything offshore, right? I had long-standing team members. But at that point, you know, the interesting thing was all my employees understood that I had to do something because there's no money there to pay them, right? I couldn't just pay out of my own pocket for a year, right? It's, it's just not realistic. I downsized and just prepare, position the business for whatever the future was. Mm-hmm. And now it's coming back. I mean, we're about 50%. So I estimate by the end of the summer, we we'll back to hundred or something close to that. But ironically, it was a great thing for the business. Presumably it's gonna be pent up demand everything.
1: now though. It won't it'll be pent up demand.
0: Well, so there's pent up demand, but for weddings, there's also a lead time. There's venues and things. Yeah. So There's only so much throughput.
1: Good point. Right? Yeah.
0: So it's possible that September, October, you see um, like a lot more weddings in October, November. That's the longer possible. season. Yeah. Yeah, it's possible. So yeah, I restructured. And now we're, we're you know, up, a bo- you know, down to a bomb, yeah, 50%. But it, it'll but wow. get back. But lots of business lessons on how to survive, right? Black Swan. Never yeah, could have predicted like, this.
1: So you, you know, you cut back on your cost base. You had to let some yep. people go. You moved yep. off uh, um, offshore. Did you, you know, back to the point about marketing? Given the fact that people were not allowed to get married, it'd be illegal to put together a gathering like that. What were you doing on the marketing stuff? Were you still aiming to keep brand front of mind?
0: So, I did a couple things. One, I continued to invest in content. So I had hired a content writer. So to feed Google, right? So Google thrives on content. Content's not where we make our money, but it helps give what it's called topical authority. Meaning Google thinks that you're an authority because you have a lot of well-written content that drives traffic. So we did that. Mm -hmm. Right. I think, you know, advertising, you cut back, but it sort of, so what happens with advertising is you have a certain cost to sale that you need to meet. And so, our target is whatever it is. And as long as that's being hit, then the sales are what they are. You don't go over that to get a sale because then you lose money. So naturally advertising gets pared back, but that's a function of demand, not a function of me spending, wanting to spend less.
1: Yeah. Okay. Get it.
0: I tried email marketing, right? Repositioning, sending stuff. But the truth is, I mean, the name of our business is Wedding Favors Unlimited and It's a wedding favor site. You're not going there for birthday gifts, right? Just like, just like, like how you think about the business, the name will dictate how people think about it in some respects. And this is a very narrowing name. So it is what it is. So I tried all these things and I, at a certain point I said, you know what? It's not losing money because I have a portfolio. So the gifting part of the business gift baskets were doing well. And so you know what? It's surviving. I'm not losing money. It is what it is. What's next? Yep. Right. And that's kind of, that is, was really what I positioned it for. And I just thought, all right, what's next? Next could have been getting a job by the way,
1: Yeah. which
0: yep. is, I don't want to do that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so where did you look for inspiration for, for what has now become uh, extend your team? So what, what, what gave you the idea of what next in terms of your next business?
0: So, what happened was, I, so pre COVID, so this is October, uh, probably right around the time COVID was in China, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my wife and I had scheduled a family trip with her family, we're taking our parents to China. And in probably August, she says to me, and in quotes, I hope you are not going to work on this vacation. And I said, I don't know if that's possible, honey. I'm working 14 hour days. You know, she says, why don't you find someone in the Philippines to run your entire business? Now, this was a business doing, you know, 4,000 orders a month, 5 million a year. And like, honey, there's just, I, don't, I know a lot of people who are way more successful than me uh, in the internet space. And they only go for junior talent. She says, looks at me with these poor honey eyes. And she says, it's a country of 100 million people. I think there's one person. Go find them.
1: Love that. Love that. That's
0: really. <laughs>
1: Thanks, darling. Yeah, 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 like, like, like,
0: like, are you kidding me? Like, really was like, are you kidding me? And so I start, I know, I, I mean, now I know I got lucky, to be honest with you. But that's a really interesting you know,
1: challenge because most of the labor and and, and, and mark, access to that market of labor is for junior talent, isn't it?
0: Yes, absolutely. So, an entire industry, and this is look, Including the sites that you go find people for, on you go find people at in the Philippines, an entire the entire industry is built on cost. Mm. I will find you can get someone for inexpensive, and what I said is all right. Listen, it's still inexpensive to me if I double or triple what the cost is. It's still inexpensive to me. Well, why don't I try and? Let me put in an, an, an ad out and let's see what happens. So I reviewed four to 500 resumes, cause you get a lot, some of these sites, you get a lot of resumes. Four to 500 resumes, interviewed probably a hundred people, which sounds like it's not true. But generally speaking, you can have, within the first five minutes, you're gonna know. You do enough of these, you're gonna know right away if you're gonna click or not. And I would just cut the interview short. So it really wasn't that bad. Narrowed it down to let's say 10 people, right? And then narrowed it down to one. And she crushed it. She was a she ran she ran a hundred person, she was chief of staff for a hundred person company. I had six people at the time. So she came to my six-person business.
1: Oh, she left her previous business. She left her previous business.
0: Yep. And I went and the interesting thing is you hear this all the time. Why would someone do that? She left because she hated her boss, right? She didn't like her boss and her boss just was not good to her. So you leave for your boss, right? So she yeah. took a gamble. I'm going to work from home. And, you know, she. I went from working 14 hours a day. Um, so she came on board. I onboarded her for one week. I said, here you go. Here's the business. I'm going to China. I'll talk to you one hour a day if you need me right now granted i had systems so it's a little a little different right i'm not like hey you know it's not much she could damage she could have done that's a
1: big shift you though your main business your business that you've grown up over years and years that you sweat blood and years in for 14 hour days and then you just go here you are after one week on boarding
0: i was tired i was, t- I was right. just done like i was right. done i realized the e-commerce business wasn't for me i'm like you know what it'll be fine and it was i went from 14 hours to three hours within six weeks and Amazing. now, if I'm honest, it's one hour a week. Amazing. And so she is the. Now reason was it I really quit. as
1: simple as that? Was it just you got lucky because she was an exceptionally good at what she was doing, or or a you, few teething child tr- tr- problems on the way?
0: No, I just hired a. I just hired real talent. Yeah, That's yeah. it. So in the U.S., where I'm sure you know it's the same where you are. Uh, real talent's expensive. Yeah, I absolutely. can't afford yeah. hundred fifty thousand dollar a year employee. I can't. So I just went to another country and I just got great talent there at their prices, yep. right? So she's an executive there. Yep. And it turns out, no surprise, all the best talent isn't in the UK and the US. It's all over the world, mm-hmm. right? And it sounds so obvious. But so this was this is why I started the company. I had all this free time. My friends were shocked that I was able to do this. Right, would find someone. And I said to them, say, hey, can I just find you someone like this? And I have a lot of entrepreneur, we have a lot of entrepreneur friends. They said yes. So my first 10 clients, I knew 100% of them. Amazing. And it was, you know, every th- time and time again, same story. I was getting crushed. Now I'm not. I'm getting crushed now. I'm not.
1: And all from the wow. Philippines. So you actually not only just find this it. one person. So it was from all over the world. It wasn't necessarily no, just from, That's oh, from it. the Philippines. So it the wasn't just I one did... person at the exact level at senior level, though you were finding there was a whole cadre of people at that, at that level that were really skilled and talented.
0: country of 100 million people. Yeah, of course. Right. So you think about it, right? So, and then all of a sudden, you know, I, I, Angelica was finding them, not me, by the way. So she was actually finding all these people. So she became, she was running up my ops business. Now, you know, the business at the time, she was running my e-commerce business, right? Which was still turning over probably at that point. Like once we figured all this out, like one and a half a year, you know, while it's on hold. And she's doing that, started another company with me, right? We'll be at 70 people soon. And we started this last May.
1: When you say 70 people, are you employing, what's the business model? Because when you say, are you you employing them and then you are invoicing them out to, you're charging them out?
0: Correct. So I, so what what I do is there's a big issue in the industry for contractors, especially from the Philippines, they get ghosted, right? So people just don't pay them. Uh, They don't have healthcare, they don't have vacation, they don't, you know, all these things that. You, you would take for granted in a company. So all I do is I structured a business where contractors get treated like employees. Right, right. And so it works. And now I'm able to get an incredible people like we offer healthcare. Well, all these people that wouldn't leave without healthcare now are gonna come work for us Great. and make sure they get vacation. And so that's how I structure it. And it's, you know, so far it's working. It turns out entrepreneurs need we find all sorts of people, but really our bread and butter is chief of staff level people that can help you with your business and offload real tasks, not the typical virtual assistant stuff. Yeah. Because that's what works for me. I mean, that, I'm just doing what for other people, what I did for myself.
1: love that. So, um, and, and what's the model that you, if an individual needs them full time, that they can have them or they can, they could just take them for a, a minimum of five hours, 10 hours a week.
0: Yeah. So full-time only, here's the secret in the Philippines, right? I don't care, especially if you hire a junior level person, the typical VA, but even more so at the the higher levels, it it has to be 40 hours. Because if it's not 40 hours, they're looking for 40 hours worth of work, which means your stuff is going to come second, or they're going to drop you as a client, Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: right? So, you know, it's one of those things where it's, you, you just have to do 40 hours. And if you can't afford 40 hours, I understand that. I just, I, I just find that you're not gonna be as successful with outsourcing to the Philippines unless it's 40 hours. Ironically, this was advice given to me by someone who is now my client. Yep. Right? And he taught me about this and he, he's my client because he can't find the people he needs.
1: So your model then is that you find the talent, but you might often go, depending on the client needs, you'll go looking for the, the particular skill set and experience. Correct. You employ Correct. them rather than your client employing them. So why right. have you chosen that model? Obviously, you're gonna you're gonna make a you know a, a weekly, you know, a recurring income rather than just a placement income.
0: Yeah. So so one that I mean from a business perspective, right? So recurring revenue is fantastic. I came from e-commerce where it's not recurring revenue, it's always hunting. Right. So yeah, the idea of recurring rate is phenomenal. But also why I why this why I do this is we have internal team to help make clients more successful. And so when there's an issue like a coaching opportunity, or the client needs coaching, or you need some restructuring of how they do their tasks. Standard operating procedures need to be created. The client doesn't know how to do that. We're there every step of the way because that's where a lot of this stuff goes wrong. It's not just finding the person. It's the working relationship. And the truth is a lot of people just don't know how to make it work. That's why they fail. And so we're sitting here working both ends with the team member and the client to make sure it's successful. Right. So I, for, that's just what I found worked for me. Can you and give me an example of some head, of the
1: kind of roles that you've helped provide somebody to to to, to fill the, from the Philippines and it's sure. worked really, really well?
0: Sure. So I would say the number one role is chief of, like a chief of staff. Yeah. And, and we're, we're really talking like 18 to 20 US an hour. So this right. is someone who, imagine your day, Gab, and you only did strategic thought, things that make you money. Everything else was given to someone else, right? So I started with my chief of staff. Will soon be a seventy-person business while she's running what's a ten-person business? So I mean, like think about that kind of talent, right? You just I mean, it's crazy for that price. Now, so we also find things like we found customer service managers, we have Amazon managers, we have graphic designers, right? Well, because I have recruiters in the Philippines, we're able just to, we're able to get great people, and people are going through multiple stages of interviews. So it's really the range of what you need for your business. I mean, I have bookkeepers that I found. It's it's really all over the board. It just depends what you need.
1: Um, but but so much. Uh, so so you, if the if the element is you want a finance person to run a finance team, you've got that skill. If you want someone to be run your marketing team, you've got that skill. Yeah. And they, yeah, if so- you want to build out that team, whether it be finance or whether it be marketing, they could then also help, or you would then help get um, more junior members in that skill set.
0: Correct, so I, so what we do is I do not, I, I, as, as a business rule, I do not get junior members to start. I, I actually just, I just say no. And the reason I say that is not for any monetary reason, it's for success. I want clients to be successful. And what most virtual assistant agencies tell you is go get you know, the, you know the person who's inexpensive, they'll be great, they'll help you. What they don't tell you is you're gonna have to manage them a lot, mm-hmm. right? And that's what sucked up Why I was working 14 hours a day, partially yeah, yeah. was managing junior level team members. Instead, get the highest paid person first. They're willing to do more junior level work than backfill the team. This way you are completely insulated from any of the day-to-day stuff that happens with junior staff, and you truly are the executive. It's just the opposite. It, I, it's counterintuitive to what most people think. Because in the United States, you would fill the more junior people first because that's who you can afford. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen, you can afford it, you know, you can afford someone who's $18 an hour in the United States. That's the same as working fast food.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Right but that person's gonna change your life. And that's the the mind shift that I had to go through. I mean, I three and a half years for me to go through it, right, I just banging my head against the wall. And it took my wife out saying, I'm not gonna do something and being like, okay, you know, for it to happen.
1: And so over time, then those clients of yours, do they want to be able to bring that person on? Do they want to cut out the middleman? Is there not a risk from a business model point of view that they will say, well, I want, I'd like, I'll pay them a full-time role, but I, I, why would I continue to pay your fee in the middle?
0: Yeah, sure. So that's fair. So that, so they, so they, they have an option to buy out. All my clients have an option to buy out the person. We're not a recruiting agency. If you want that, it is not my Mm -hmm. model, but as an entrepreneur, I would want that. So that's what I do. Okay.
1: You're selling right? so the services of those people rather than being a recruitment agency. Yeah,
0: exactly. So if you want to, if you actually want to do that, you can buy them out. There's, it's a tip. It's, it's a high typical recruiting fee, right? doesn't matter how long you've been my client. That's the recruiting fee. And you know, the tr- but then also realize now you have to give them vacation support system and all these other things. We don't do online education opportunities, a community, all these things that you don't necessarily have for them because now they're the only person in the Philippines. What is that worth to you? Sure. You can save a few dollars.
1: But for them, it's that for the individual that's working in your team, they feel more isolated, less supported.
0: Correct. So But that, so what, so it's, I'm solving a two-sided problem. So yes, a yeah, like it. you know, so, and remember my whole margin is not, is, it's not like all profit, right? I, I'm investing back into something, right? So now you have to figure out all these things. And so, you know, and, and over time, it's going to be even more challenging because my goal right now, we pay for a team members, uh, healthcare, medical, dental life. My goal in the next 12 months is to pay for three people's worth of medical, dental life right? And once I achieve that, now you have to do that. But so it's just not like, um, you know, it's not worth it. Like um, you know, unlimited online education, like how are you really going to figure this out? So what are you saving?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I get that. And um, so presumably the, the time differences are, are not much of an issue that do they, uh, do, do the team out in the Philippines are just their sort of body clock and then they work on US time?
0: Yeah, so exactly. So there's a culture of the Philippines. The interesting thing is because of the big multinationals, there's a 24-hour culture in the uh, business process outsourcing industry, which is where we get a lot of people. So working the overnight shift is common. It's not a very weird thing. Now, for certain roles, let's use my accountant as an example. My bookkeeper, she works Filipino daytime. Mm-hmm. So why do I need her to work night? That's no, something. you don't, That doesn't no. make sense. My chief of staff, she works mostly U.S. hours because she's running an e-commerce business and my outsourcing business. So really, other people, clients have them work full daytime hours. Some of them have them work no hours. It just or like one hour overlap. It just depends what you need. So it's it's all open.
1: Yep. And then obviously the they're the subject to. Um, I, I have a Philippine uh, a VA in the Philippines. Um, they're subject to to typhoons, etc. Have you found that the from a business interruption point of view that yeah. you, you've had challenges there?
0: So, uh, so I'll just like, honestly, it happens, yep. right? So it, there's a couple things. So you have to take, it's like anything, you have to take the good with the bad, mm-hmm. right? So for my e-commerce business, if things, you know, someone loses power, they lose power, they're out. I accept that, right? I feel the benefit, you know, it may be a day, right? But it, I feel the benefits outweigh those type of issues, the loyalty, the quality of work, their attitude, their appreciation for what you know for working with you, to me that far outweighs other things. The other thing is, someone would say, "Well, why don't you just get an office and you can mitigate a lot of that?" That's what a lot of companies do. The an office out in the
1: Philippines.
0: In the Philippines, go get an yeah. office, and yeah. everyone commutes to the office. Yeah. That, but what, what I think people fail to realize is, sure, you can do that. Now their commute went from their bedroom. So we're attracting people who were commuting two hours each way, four hours a day. Now that we eliminated that, so you get higher quality people. So now you're just like, like, if we did that, we're just like everybody else. So do you want the better person? Or do you want to be like, okay, well, if there's a typhoon, I'm going to be pissed. Right? It's what do you... What do you want? I would go for the higher quality person who, here and there, is going to have some stuff happen.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: right. And I just accept that for my own business, right? People are out in the United States. Just accept it. It's not the big. It's not a big deal.
1: Yeah. So just oh yeah, obviously with all the snow in certain parts, you know, Texas massive uh, um, yeah. power outages. Um, back to your point about customer avatar. So That's, who is your ideal client for extend your team? You know, who would yeah. be um, receive most benefit from one of your team members?
0: Yeah. So if you are, it's, it's really a psychographic versus a demographic, right? It's somebody who is either on their own or has a team and the team could be 20, 30 people who's finding themselves st- like just stuck in in tactical tasks and that's Mm. preventing them from doing the work they should be doing, which is growing their business. Mm -hmm. If you're that person, you're a client and it spans across industries. The starting
1: point has to be a full-time role then, 40 hours a week.
0: That's it. I, I don't do it otherwise. It just, in my experience, it doesn't work. And then all that happens, it's failed every time for me personally. And all that happens is you get frustrated. But
1: Whereas I would my- imagine those individuals, there may be of listening. no doubt be some listening to this podcast that would say, "Well, I don't think I've got forty hours worth a week for somebody. I work a week for somebody." But if you've got a really good, high quality, exec level person, they're going to end up taking more and more off you than you ever realized that you just did.
0: Yeah. Well, because if you have a high quality person, you say, I only have 25 hours a week. I would make a fairly sizable wager. If you say you only have 20 hours a week within two to three months, you're going to have 40 because all these things that you, just like you said, you think you can't give. So, and, and by the way, I am constantly surprised at stuff that happens. For example, my customer service lead, I, for my gift basket business, I was doing corporate sales because I had let go of my team members that were doing this. She's in the Philippines, right? And she took over corporate sales this year. I was completely nervous. She closed uh, one ninety thousand dollars sale, five forty thousand dollars sales, and multiple you know fifteen and twenty thousand dollars sales. Wow. Right? So I was just blown away. I'm like, wow! I'm in this business, and I. Was I fell for the trap. So if you get better people, you can give them more and more and more. Now, obviously your business has to make money, right? I'm not, you know, but if you're at the 20 hour a week workload level, I just, I guarantee it's going to be 40 within two to three months. And the truth is, if it's not, and it's not working for you. You can always let them go. Right? And it's do you find
1: these people have got skill sets across a number of domains? Because you were just talking about a particular skill set there in sales, but you, your next okay. breath you could be talking um, about, you know, systemizing. We could be talking about some e-commerce optimization stuff. We could be talking about marketing. There are distinct skill sets and experiences and training. So, are you finding people that actually? um in one person you've got that breadth of capability or because you just tap into the expertise of different people within your 70 strong team
0: yeah so it's it's so there are no unicorns i always like to say if you want to find a a unicorn they cost probably about 350 to 400 thousand dollars a year right Mm -hmm. just just recognize that so You know, there's operations skill sets. My customer service manager, I didn't think she could actually, it's inbound sales, not outbound, but I didn't think she would be able to go close a $90,000 sale. Right. Mm -hmm. I just didn't Mm -hmm. think she, I was wrong. So you're getting athletes. And that's the, I think the most important thing people who can think who are athletes. And that changes what you can do. Now, what I personally would not recommend going to the Philippines for really strong marketing. And you're not going to the Philippines for strategy. You're going mm-hmm. to the Philippines for operational talent that can help you help you run your business. Yeah,
1: yeah, That
0: is the guys which you go under. And in that you're going to find people that can do all sorts of things.
1: Amazing. I think you've, um, You've got a fantastic model. I'm sure there's probably a week or a month that doesn't go by by that your life your wife says to you. I made this happen. <laughs> it was my idea.
0: Oh, no, no, no. This is this is Oh, yeah, yeah. She the only reason this works is because of her. She said, you know, you know I told you to do this, right? Because <laughs> oh,
1: <yeah. laughs>
0: she's a very successful senior executive. She's like, I was giving you guidance. And I was coaching you. And, you know, this is yeah, yeah. why this happened. So thanks, honey. I love you. <laughs> I love you're
1: you. right. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, but yeah. And indeed, she was right. I have a country of 100 billion she people. She you, was she's, right. she's You're, you're mining a, a rich vein of talent that probably a lot of people listening would have never actually. It's so easy for us to position. Uh, it's a pigeonhole. People or categories or or countries into yeah into certain pigeonholes. You think Philippines, yes, for lower level, more junior outsourced VA talent, tick. But what this podcast has certain, this conversation has opened me up to is that wow, I would never have thought that you could get high level, chief of staff level, exec level talent, you know, from the same place. And of course, when you say it's a country of 100 million people. Duh, of course you're going right. to. There's
0: going to be a, a, like, I mean, like you think about for me, I need a thousand or 2000 people, 5,000 people. That's for my business. That's it. Right. Mm. In order to make it massively large. And you think about it from that perspective, you're like, oh, okay. Right. Like, yes, obviously you can do this. Right. Now, would I go to the Philippines for technology talent? No, I'd probably go to Eastern Europe. Cause there's a better cohort of people there yeah, for yeah, specifically yeah. that. But and, I to ask you stock,
1: where next in terms of the model then are you going to then look at certain other sectors so you might do look for Eastern Europe for, for Estonia wherever for, for tech talent
0: If so I think ultimately what I, so I, if I think I do like to do a couple things One is I eventually like to click, create a platform right for this because mm-hmm. that's as oh, a business owner that scales right Absolutely. But I also would like to, go deep into different countries and become like more of a global talent agency, say, oh, like like you said, eventually would I do tech, there are a lot of people doing it and I think they can do it better than I can. So unless mm-hmm. I can do it in a more meaningful way, I don't know if I would do it. But maybe for example, it's fantastic. There's a massive need for bilingual call center people. And then I go to South America and I mm-hmm. find that Mexico, the rate arbitrage is very good. Mm -hmm. And I could create the kind of environment I want and duplicate what I did in the Philippines or Argentina or Venezuela with all the problems they're having or Colombia. Maybe there's different types of talent locations that I don't know about. So I would love to become a global talent agency. And I think that's where it'll go. In the future, honestly, if you don't start your business with global talent, you're going to lose. That's just what I believe
1: what a statement to end on i love that i love that i love that thank you yeah. matthew for if you don't start your business with global talent you're on a what was that what was the final bit you're on a hiding you're tree. gonna lose you're gonna lose yeah, yeah, you're, you're gonna lose you know so how do people find out more about you about extend your team how do they find most importantly how they can tap into this amazing resource at 18 to 20 dollars an hour
0: yeah so you know you could connect with me on linkedin right? I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. I post all the time. Send me a DM or friend request. You can also go to sendyourteam.com and book a call with me directly. For the time being, I do sales. I'm in the process of looking for a salesperson, but for the time being, you will get me. And even if you're not ready, you just want to talk and you want to learn, I'm happy to get on a call. I like helping people. Even if you're not my ideal client, I'm happy to point you in the right direction because there's so many ways to go wrong and I just don't want you to make the same mistakes I did.
1: Love that. So Matthew with two T's, Matthew yays Y-A-H-E-S, Matthew Yees, um, extendyourteam.com. And the uh, email address, was that sales at Well, uh, You can
0: just send it to matt at extendyourteam.com and I'll get it.
1: Matt, extend your team. Matt, you're a superstar. Um, uh, you really opened up uh, something in my thinking today. And uh, certainly with some of the acquisitions that we're looking at currently, I really do think that could uh, we, I could be uh, jumping on a call with you from a, from a customer point of view. And I'm sure there's plenty of people that are listening to this podcast right now just thinking, I need to get a call with Matt. So thank you so much for your time today. And thank you for reaching out to come on to the Business Mastermind podcast.
0: Thanks, Gavin. Have a great day.
1: You've been listening to the Business Mastermind podcast. Be sure to subscribe, rate and review so that more people like you can get their business back on their own terms. Enjoy more success and create more impact.